this episode of The Weekly. My name is Trevor Hoffman, one of the pastors at the Church of Greer Station. The Weekly is a 20-ish minute podcast of issues relevant to the Church of Greer Station. For more information, visit tcgreerstation.com. So today I am here with J.C. Spearman and John Hyatt, two of our pastoral residents, here to discuss a book that our staff will be reading beginning next week. And I wanted these guys on to just spend a little bit of time talking through our reasoning behind reading this particular book. But before we get there, um, J.C., John, tell us who you are, tell us what you do, tell us what your role is at the Church of Greer Station, and tell us um, your favorite 80s rock anthem <laughs> um so i'm jc i am the uh, pastoral resident of music and um so that basically means i lead worship and help plan with help plan the service and um uh i'm married to kelsey and we have a five-month-old named eliza and um gosh i wasn't alive during the 80s so what kind of worship leader are you? Sorry. <laughs> no 80s written, like no Journey, um, White Snake, nothing. Yeah, I just. All right. Pass. The Gettys. You just only listen to the Gettys. Rich Mullins. Rich Mullins. <laughs> right. counts. Sure. All right, John. Um, yeah, I'm John Hyatt. Um, I'm a pastoral resident. I focus on uh, local mission and outreach. Um, I'm married to Taylor, who's um, also a medical student with Kelsey. Um, and my favorite 80s anthem, probably Take On Me. <laughs> I can't even remember who it's by, but it's such uh-huh. a good song. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Such a good song. It's pretty great. I don't know if it counts as an anthem, but... Well, it can be your life song. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so um, as a staff... Uh, each Tuesday during the semester, we like to pick out different books that cover a variety of topics to discuss. So, for example, we've, we've looked at some books on leadership. We've looked at some books on how to think about the church's witness and our, and our particular political, cultural moment. Um, and beginning next week, we're going to be reading a book called The Crucified King by a guy named Jeremy Treat. And it's a book that uh, is essentially uh, a about building a theology of what Jesus accomplished on the cross. So, John, I, I have read this book, and I know that you have read this book. Um, I'm going to ask you two questions. Are you, are you excited, looking forward to reading this book again? And how would you um, how would you describe what the, the book is about? Yeah, I'm really excited about reading the book again um, because I think um, Tree talks about so much and, and just puts out so much good content that it's, it's worth revisiting several times over um, so I'm really excited to sit down and, and talk about it um, with others instead of just reading it by myself um, treat is pretty much um, just taking the idea of Jesus dying on the cross for sinners and just kind of exploring what that means and he does that kind of in two ways so he spends half the book just talking about what biblical passages actually say about Jesus dying kind of laying out some categories that the scriptures themselves put out there and then he's going to um, move to a more systematic theology where he just says, kind of does a big picture of what does Jesus' death mean for the way we think about other areas of theology and how should it inform just the way we th- think Christianly about Jesus dying uh, for his people. 
Yeah, one way, I think one way I've heard um, that, uh, that dynamic described before is in, in thinking about biblical theology and systematic theology. When you think about biblical theology, you're talking about the, the, how that particular topic is woven throughout the story of the Bible. And so what he's, he's going to do in the first half of that book is show how the whole story of Scripture is, is building towards the climactic work of Jesus. Um, and then when, when doing systematic theology, it's almost like it's showing you, I guess in a way, like the intersection of the biblical story with our story, mm-hmm. like what it, what it means, right. how it's applicable to us. So the latter half of the book is devoted to the intersection of storyline of the scripture and my own uh, individual life. Now, JC, um, you have not read the book. I have not. And word on the street is, uh, even though you don't, like '80s music, you you are you like books and you're excited about this particular book. Yeah, I am. I'm excited about it. Um, I I took a theology class last semester where we got into the topic of the the crucifixion, and um, I'm excited to to get to to study this book and and go a little bit deeper uh, with the topic. Yeah. So, um, what would you guys say to someone who might be hearing this and their thought is, why, why write lengthy books on Jesus' death for sinners? Why spend so much time thinking about it and studying it when it seems like it's a pretty easy, straightforward, simple truth? Like it's kind of the, the front door to our faith. It's like we, Jesus died for our sins. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm cool with that. I get that. I believe that. I place my faith in that. Why is it important for us to continue to like revisit and think through the implications of Jesus' death? Yeah, um, I think I think at least one of the reasons is that sometimes we do think of um, Jesus' death as as kind of the front door to our faith, but but the Christian the Christian story really presents Jesus' death and his resurrection as kind of the foundation that all of our faith um, is built upon. Um, and it's, it's such an essential doctrine and it's such an important one um, that it's really important for us to devote time thinking about it and looking at how the scripture actually helps us to think about it. Um, because even just the sentence, um, Jesus died for sinners, um, that could mean a bunch of different things depending on, on um, where you come from and, and the way you've grown up. So it's really important for us to actually make sure that we're, we're taking all of those phrases and saying them in the same way that Scripture says them, um, and that we're able to, to fully appreciate just the, the height and the depth of, of the gospel because there's so much for us to explore there. Mm. That's good. Yeah, and I think um, I think in a, another sense, you know, when we gather together um, every Sunday as the church, that's one of the things that we're doing is we are uh, remembering uh, the truth of. Uh, that Jesus died for our sins, that he rose from the grave. And we're, calling, we're being called uh, to follow after Christ, and, uh, and we respond to God in worship um, and seek to live as his kingdom people um, in this age as we await for the, the age to come. Um, so that's something that um, is essential to the church and has been from the beginning. And so it's really not anything, um, it's not a new idea to, to study the cross or to think about the cross, but it's really something that 
um, Christians all over the world do every week. Um, so it's, I mean, it's just kind of part of being a Christian is to think about the cross um, and to let that shape how you live your life. Because the cross teaches you, um, it teaches you truths about who God is, uh, who who people are, and it teaches that God is holy and that people are, there's uh, actually have a need for salvation, and it teaches us that um, that Jesus provides the way for us to experience that. Yeah. One way that I think about it is, um, like, if you ever go to a family reunion or it's like Thanksgiving or you're just with your family and, and let's say you don't see your family all that much, but every time your family gets together, it frequently happens that, that one of those same stories is told again. And it's like, it's just kind of when, you, when your family comes together, we just kind of remember that, you know, particular story about Uncle... Uncle, Grandpa, Joe, whatever, uh, lighting a firework and it accidentally hitting Aunt Nana Kathy. <laughs> but it's not at all or anything Nana close Kathy. to a story. I just, but uh, that impulse, like when we get together to like remember those same old stories and to tell them again and to tell them again, to tell, like we're storytelling creatures. And so it's actually really natural for us as humans for the, the story of the cross that, that gives us so much hope and so much meaning and informs the, the everyday existence of the Christian as much as it does. It, it only makes sense for us to just continually like retell that story and rehearse that story again and again and again. Um, how, and how would you guys say that the cross has um, like day-to-day significance? Um, well, as, as a church, we've been going through First um, Peter 2 and 3. Um, and one of the things that's really kind of stood out as we've looked at those, um, those passages where, where Peter's dealing with people who are going through um, persecution, they're dealing with suffering, they're trying to think about how they should think about themselves. In the midst of that, um, he keeps pointing them to the cross. Um, he keeps um, holding up Jesus as kind of this, this example to follow after, um, but also as this gift that's been given to us. And, and Peter's really trying to reinterpret the Christian life um, through the cross. Um, and I, so I think one of the major reasons is that that um, just it's part of Christian obedience. The, the Christian life is a, is a cross-shaped life, so that makes sense for us to think about it. Yeah, that's good. I think about Paul's words in Philippians 2 when he grounds um, our humility like very explicitly with Jesus' work on the cross. Like Jesus emptying himself, taking the form of a servant, uh, being obedient unto death, even death on a cross. Paul says, like, that is your model for humility. And that is your model for interpersonal, interpersonal interaction. You are, you are to be like Christ, who gives of himself and who loves to death. Do you have any thoughts on that, Jason? Yeah, and, and um, you know, Jesus calls us to take up our cross and follow after him. So I think we have to, we have to think about um, what that means. We have to look at the way that Jesus lived and uh, the way he uh, sacrificed himself for um, for people and the way that he was obedient even to death, um, obedient to the Father. And so uh, our, our day-to-day lives as Christian, like as Christians like John has said, um, is shaped by the cross. It is um, the way of suffering, um, but it's but it's not just suffering is actually, um, victory through suffering. Um, that's what we see 
uh, through Jesus' death on the cross, and that's what we experience as we also take up our crosses and follow after him, that we are we are victorious with Christ. Yeah. Mm, that's good. That's really good. Uh, one of the things, but before we started recording, one of the points that JC made too is how at the cross we, we also get a clear picture of who God is and who we are in light of who God is. What, unpack that a little bit. Yeah, um, so at the cross, um, if you take the phrase, Jesus died for our sins, um, and simply ask why. So why did Jesus die for our sins? Um, we, we see, we learn that, uh, that Jesus died for our sins because we are guilty of sin, and then, well, what is sin? Sin is rebellion against the God who uh, created us and loves us. Um, so we learn that that God is just and righteous and holy in the sense that 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 no um, unclean or no sinful thing can stand in His presence. Um, but we also learn that He is loving because He's willing um, to take that take the punishment for sin on Himself. Um, and so the cross teaches us, you know, when we look at it from these different angles, it teaches us um, things that are really essential to to our understanding of God and our understanding of ourselves. Mm, that's good. Yeah, I, I think of Paul's words again from, from Romans 3 when he says that God is both just and the justifier. So God can, God is God is holy and he's good and he uh, is just in that he brings punishment to evil, uh, that, that our rebellion is indeed evil and is it does require God's good judgment. But he's also the justifier in that he... Um, the, uh, imputes Jesus' righteousness to us. We receive Jesus' righteousness by faith, and our sin is placed on Jesus. So, so God is just in punishing our sin on Jesus' shoulders, but he's the gracious justifier who provides a way for us to be pardoned. And so in the cross we see both the, well, like the psalm we read this morning, Psalm 85, where it talks about faithfulness and, and righteousness. Uh, what, what is the phrase? Righteousness and peace kissing one another. It's kind of that image there that in, in the cross we see how God's uh, judgment and God's mercy sort of climax side by side um, and kind of creating a full picture of, of all that God is. Anything you'd like to add to that, John? Um, no, I just, I, I think that's that's huge that we, um, we learn what forgiveness um, requires and also learn like what our forgiveness is, um, what we've been given in Christ as we, um, as we look at what He's done um, and, and the ways that He has died for sin, yeah, gives us a lot of assurance and hope. Yeah, fantastic, excellent. So, who, um, if someone were to be listening to the podcast um, and they um, were interested in reading something similar, I mean. Uh, would you have any recommendations beyond just uh, this particular book, The Crucified King? Would there be any other books or resources that you would refer them to if they wanted to learn a bit more or think a little bit more about Jesus' death on our behalf? Um, one book I thought I thought about was, um, I think John Piper has a little book that just, I think it's called 50 Reasons Jesus Came to Die. Um, and I... I remember reading that. I think that's what it's called. They yeah. may, he may have renamed it. Um, but um, I remember reading through that pretty early in my um, Christian life and just being just kind of astounded at, at, um, 
at the way Jesus um, died um, for sinners and, and, and for God's glory and, and just how Piper is able to kind of take all of those things and just kind of piece them together and just present this picture of Jesus that was just huge. So I think, I think that's a really helpful little book for people who are kind of new to this idea. Yeah, that's good. That was a, that was a book. Um, it's funny you mentioned that. That's actually one I thought of as well. That was a book that I got when I was probably, gosh, in, in ninth or 10th grade, I got it at a youth group Christmas um, some kind of Christmas party and I won that book because I, I was able to do a good impression of Elvis Presley. Um, have you heard of him, JC? He's... Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, anyway, so that, that, the same for me. That book was kind of a game changer in, in it. Uh, as you said, kind of piecing together the different, all the different kind of parts of God's holiness and man's rebellion and, and really what Jesus accomplished for us. And that was a bit of a game changer for me. So that, that is a fantastic little book. Yeah, and I would I would recommend um, to really for for new believers or um, people who have been in the faith for a long time um, a book called the Gospel or excuse me a Gospel Primer by Milton Vincent. Uh, it's just it's a really easy accessible book, and uh, the first half is just going through some reasons why it's important to study the gospel and uh, think of the gospel on a daily basis, and then the second. Half of the book is is really just a straight through what is the gospel. Um, there's like a, a prose version and a poetic version, but yeah, it's a really easy, helpful resource. Cool. Very good. Well, I appreciate you guys taking some time out this afternoon to uh, be in the podcast. Um, we are excited about um, being able to study this book um, uh, as a staff and are also excited about the upcoming teaching series we're going to be diving into on August 19th called Saved, where we're basically going to uh, consider Christ's cross and the implications for us and what it means for us to have been saved by Jesus' work on our behalf. So uh, thanks for listening. Looking forward to many more episodes with you. Uh, May God grant you uh, grace and peace today, and we will talk to you soon.